0: You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living
1: Way Church. Well, amen. Thank you for joining us this morning for praying through God's Word, as that's what we're coming together to do, to pray through God's Word as we prepare for the service at 1045 today. But not only for the service here at New Living Way Church, but the services all around the world. Uh, praying together as a body of Christ according to the Word of God, seeking the Lord through His Word and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and direct us that His will be done, not ours, Uh, submitting ourselves to His Word and coming in agreement with what His Word says and what He is speaking to us. And how many of us know that that is the power of God, to come in agreement with God and to believe what He says and to know Him to be true And in that, we get to see the glory of God. And not only that, but the glory of God is displayed in each of our lives. So that is what we're talking about this morning as we pray through the word of God this morning. And uh, we just want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for your continued prayers. And thank you for continuing to keep your eyes on the Lord. Amen. So we're going to open up in a word of prayer and then we're going to go into the scripture this this morning father in jesus name we just thank you lord for another beautiful day another beautiful night father god we thank you lord for just another day of your faithfulness father We thank you, Father God, Lord, because in that faithfulness, Lord, is your great love that never fails. And in that love, Lord, there's that love that keeps us, my God, in the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness of our sins, my God. And Lord, in that forgiveness, Lord, we have life in you, Lord. And Lord, in that life, we stand in righteousness in you, Lord God. And in that righteousness, Lord, we are righteous before a holy father. And Lord, we are just so grateful and thankful, Lord God, because... Because of that and because we believe that today, Lord, we have your Holy Spirit living in us, my God. And Father, Lord, that's who we're depending upon this morning to lead us and guide us through your word and prayer is your Holy Spirit coming to you, Father, through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and believing and recognizing, Father, that you hear us, Lord. And that, Father God, we are able to come to you, Father God, and agree with what your word says, Father God. We are able to come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy and grace in our time of need, Father. We're able to acknowledge and recognize that we are able to have a relationship with you, Father God. And Father, what a great relationship that we're able to have, that we're able to talk to you, that we're able, Father God, Lord, to open up our hearts to you, Father God, but But in that, my God, we come with hearts also to receive and to hear and to listen, my God, to your instruction and to your wisdom and to your guidance, my God. Father God, Lord, as you lead us and guide us in your plan and in your purpose, Father God, Father, that brings you glory, my God, in a world, my God, that, Lord, needs to see you, my God, and to know that you are alive, Lord Jesus, and how much you love, Father God, this world and everyone in it, my God. You loved it so much that you gave your only son to die for the sins of this world, my God, that in you, Lord, we may have that forgiveness of sins, and in that, my Lord, have life in you, Lord, and have a right-standing relationship with God the Father through you, Lord. So, Father, that's what we're here to do this morning. We're here to seek you, my God, in that relationship, Father, Lord. We're looking to your word to lead us and guide us and direct us this day, Father God. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time, my God. I ask you to forgive us of our sins, Father. Forgive us, my God, of our transgressions of our rebellion, of our disobedience. Forgive us, Father, for resisting your Holy Spirit, my God. Forgive us, Father God, of breaking your commands and your laws, my God. Father, and in doing so, my God, causing us to sin against you and to sin against one another, my God, we ask you this morning for your forgiveness of all of our sins, Father God. And Father God, I just ask you this day, Father, to wash us, to cleanse us, to restore us to your love and righteousness my God as we acknowledge and come in agreement my God father acknowledging these shortcomings be completely honest father God in agreement with what your word says father God and what you have spoken to our hearts and revealed to us father God those sins my God that are in our hearts my God and in our lives and in our actions my God But, Lord, today we ask you to forgive us, Lord. Help us not to resist you, Lord. Help us not to rebel. Help us not to be disobedient, but to heed and to listen for your voice, my God. Father, and to submit to your word, to your will, my God. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. Father, for the forgiveness of our sins, Lord God. And in that, Father, we forgive those that have sinned against us, my God. Anything that we hold against anybody today, Father, we forgive in that same forgiveness we ourselves have received, my God. And Father, in doing so, my God, we bless those, my God, that may hold anything against us. As your word says, bless those who curse you, bless your enemies, my God. And Father, in Jesus' name, not only do we forgive, but we bless those, my God, that we hold anything against that have spoken against us Father God Father in Jesus name Lord we ask you that you would bless them my God that they would see your love and know your love my God know your forgiveness and know you my God but in that Lord Jesus that they would their eyes and their ears would be attentive Lord to receive your mercy and your grace and your love and forgiveness my God Father in being able to see that through Father, our forgiveness, Father God. And as we, Lord Jesus, choose to forgive by faith, Lord God, those we hold anything against today. And Father, we just thank you this day, Lord God. As we need you, Lord Jesus, we're looking to you, Lord God. We're here to seek you, my God. Because, Father, we need you to lead us. We need you to guide us and direct us, my God. Father, we need, Father God, Lord Jesus, Father, your hand upon your people, my God, to direct and instruct us in the way that we should go, Father God. Because, Lord, there was so much going on today, Father God. But, Father, in the name of Jesus, my God, we know that you are faithful through it all, my God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just thank you this day. We give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. Our scripture for this morning is going to be John chapter 6, verse 29. That's our main scripture this morning. And we're going to be looking at this today because today there are so many things going on in our world and so much that is going on within our own hearts and our own minds, our lives. And just with everything, it's, it's, we're, we can come to a place as a Christian, as a believer today to say, What can I do? What is the work that I can do? And so many today are doing what they believe they're supposed to be doing or at least thinking about it or maybe just completely ignoring it, you know, but everybody has their right and their choice and the decision. But we as believers and we, we as those that know the love of God and the forgiveness of God many times are looking, well, what can I do? What must I do? And sometimes we don't know what to do. And that's what we're going to talk and pray about this morning, is what we should be doing and the work that we can, be, we can be doing and the work we should be doing, because this is where it all starts. So I want us to look at John chapter 6, and we're going to start in verse 27, and we're going to read through verse 29, and just remember, our key scripture today is verse 29, And he says, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him, God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? What must we do today to be doing the works of God? What shall we do as God's people, as those that are seeking after God? And remember, here he's speaking to those that were following him because he had fed the five thousand. And and when you look at it, and you look at the history, it's it's they say it could have been up to anywhere from twenty to twenty-five thousand people because it was not including women and children. So they were seeking him for the miracle that he had did in providing him the bread. And now he is pointing this out and he's bringing it out to them. He's saying, you follow me in scriptures before that because of the food that you ate. But he's trying to teach them so much more than that. He's trying to teach them: don't look at the material things. Don't look at what, uh, what the bread, but look at the one who brought it. Look to the one whom is here with you today. And he's talking about himself. Because in verse 29, he says, Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. See, this is what this was all about. The Lord performed these works and these miracles so that they would believe that he is the son of God. It wasn't that they would focus on the works and they would focus on the miracles and the signs and the wonders, but they would focus and see these things can only be done by God. So this has to be the son of God. And these are people that are so used to works of how to earn the salvation, how to earn a position, how to earn a a place or a title. But the Lord is teaching them something different when he says, this is of the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. This is our responsibility today in times of uncertainty, in times of division, in times when governments will fail you, when people will fail you, when your spouse or your kids or your parents or your job or your school or or the organization or whatever it is that you depended upon, but yet those things just start to fail you. when we're looking to everything else that used to bring us comfort, but they're failing us now because they don't bring the same joy or the comfort that they used to. But our work is to continue. And our work today, church, is to continue to believe in the one whom he has sent. That no matter what, our work today is to continue and believe in the one whom he has sent, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because as we believe in him, then we believe in everything that he came to do. We believe that he came to save and to seek and save those that are lost. We believe today that he came to die for the sins of the world, that we may have forgiveness of sins and, and receive the mercy and the grace of God and the promises of God. That we may have life and have it more abundantly. Because it's all about Him. To believe in the one whom he has sent is to believe in the one who rose again on the third day, who death had no victory, but death was swallowed up in that grave when Jesus Christ resurrected on that third day, proving he is the Son of God, the Messiah. To believe in the one whom he has sent That is our work today. That is our responsibility today to continue to believe in the Son of God that no matter what we see and though we know there needs to be change and we see all these systems tearing down and breaking down and we're seeing these truths come out and exposed in the light and we're seeing all these things that are done in darkness being brought to light. The hearts of men. Of humanity we see these truths that have always been there but our work today is to continue to believe in the one whom he has sent To believe in the one whom he has sent. So through the pains, through the fears, through the anxieties, through the stress, through everything that goes on within our own hearts and lives and in our, our country, in our world today, our job and our responsibility and our work today is to continue to believe in the one whom he has sent. And in doing so, because we believe then we're able to pray, we're able to seek him, we're able to come to him and ask him for wisdom and guidance and direction because not because we are, we're, we have it all together or because we ourselves are perfect within ourselves, no, but because we believe in the one who died for our sins, we believe in the one whom we have life in today, we believe in the one whom we stand righteous in today, and because of that righteousness, we are in right standing with a holy God, a holy Father, and because of that we have a relationship and we can come to him, we can talk with him, we can petition him, we can make supplication to him, we can pray on behalf of those who are not praying today, because we choose to believe and continue to believe in the one whom he has sent. How do I do that? How should I pray? The disciples had the same question in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. He says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. We may not know how to pray in these times. We may not have the words because of emotions or thoughts or whatever may be going on in us and things we're hearing and seeing and displayed. We may not know how to pray, but like the disciples, they said, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. To teach us and to impart instruction in the simplest terms, they heard him praying. They heard him and they've seen him pray. And they know that there's a response to his prayer. They know there's a change when Jesus prayed. So what they're saying is, teach me to do like you do. Teach me to pray, not only to pray, but teach me how to pray like you pray. Because when you go on in the scripture... He's talking about as a persistent friend and as a good father. He's teaching them how to pray, but from the point of view of how he is praying. And not only that, but they say do so as John taught his disciples how to pray. Imagine, we don't hear very much about John going forward, but we do hear that he was a man of prayer. And we pray because we choose to continue to believe in the one whom he has sent. So in doing so, we're not coming with empty prayers. We're not coming just to say grace. We're coming believing in the one whom he has sent. And because of that, we know that we have access to a holy father, the God of the heavens and the God of the earth, the Lord of all creation the one whom all things are possible for, the one who loved this world so much that he saw the wickedness of man, the heart of man, but yet he still died for the sins of this world that we could have life in him. That is why we pray. He taught them this in Matthew chapter 6, and there's much in this, but I just want to look at one portion of this prayer here, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Well, let's look at verse 9. Through verse 13, That's called the Lord's Prayer. He says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed, holy be your name. your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The word will there means which one wishes or has determined shall be done, the choice, the desire, the pleasure. The purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ. So to pray the Lord's will be done is to pray the purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ. The the desire, the pleasure, or what he has already determined shall be done, but on earth as it is in heaven. The same Lord as you have determined in heaven, we're coming in agreement with God. We're saying not our will be done, but your will be done the way you have established already in heaven. Let it be established here on earth. And we are coming in agreement, my God, that you are still the God that saves and delivers and can change the heart of every man and every woman who chooses to put their faith and not resist the Holy Spirit, but acknowledge their need of your love and the salvation that is over. In your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. It is to pray that the Lord's will be done. To come in agreement with God and say, Lord, it's not to give up. It's not to say, oh, well, Lord, I don't know what to pray. No, it's coming in agreement and acknowledging, I believe in the one whom you sent, the Lord Jesus Christ. So therefore, I know there is hope today and that hope is in your perfect will. And though it may look ugly, though it may look hopeless, but I know in you that there is always hope because I still believe in the one whom you've sent and it's the message of the cross that is the power of God because that message today of salvation is still available for all those who continue to put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and not only that, but it is also powerful to continue to keep me in you who already believe and continue to walk believing, knowing that I'm not saved because of myself. I'm saved because I believe in what Christ did for me. I believe in the one whom you sent, Father God. And because of that, my Lord, I know that the power of God is working through me to keep me, to guide me, to lead me, to teach me. And to continue to pray, Lord God, your will be done, not my will be done. Because Lord, it's your will that is good and perfect and holy. And I know that your word says you can work everything out for the good of those who love you and have been called according to your purpose. In Mark chapter 14 through 32 through 42, he calls him Abba. He says that this cup can be taken away from me, but nevertheless not my will be done, but your will be done. It's that personal relationship to coming to a holy Father, that we are able to do the same in Christ, to say, Father God, I come to you today, and I ask that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord God, because I can come to you today, because I believe in the one whom you've sent, so I'm coming in that hope, that assured hope, that I know that you are able, and that you are faithful to your word. That is the power of God. So, what is the will of God? First Thessalonians, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. To pray without ceasing, to rejoice always, to give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because the work of God is this, because we believe in the one whom he has sent. That is our prayer this morning. Your will be done. But we're coming from a place of where we know our Savior. We know the Savior of the world, and we know that through all of this, the Lord is able to change the hearts of people. He's able to bring about repentance. He's able to bring about change. But that change needs to start in the heart of man and woman. That change has to start within us And that could only come by continuing to believe in the one whom he has sent. So let us pray this morning. As a church, as a body of Christ. Believing in the one whom he has sent. And praying according to the will of God. And trusting him and knowing that he is able he already did it on that cross and that's why he died for this world because what we see today is nothing new is under the sun and I'm not saying it's okay because it's not but what I am saying is that's why the Lord needed to die for the sins of this world but I thank God that he rose again on that third day And I thank God that he has ascended on high at the right hand of the Father interceding for us day and night. And I thank God that he has filled his people with his Holy Spirit. That his presence and that love and that hope and that truth can be seen in this world today. That others may know that there is still hope today. There's still hope today. And his name is Jesus. Let us pray accordingly this morning as this Holy Spirit leads us this morning. As we set up this morning for the service. As our hearts are prepared this morning. Let us allow the Lord to lead us according to his will and his purpose. Thank you, Father. Oh, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for your peace, for your comfort. Oh, we thank you for your love and forgiveness, Lord. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your joy. Thank you for your comfort, Lord. And Father God, we know that in our world today, in our country, there was much hurting and mourning. Father God, there is much disagreement and division today, Father God. And Father God, Lord Jesus, the world is crying out today. Our country, our communities are crying out, Lord. We as a church, as a body of Christ, are crying out to you, Lord. But Lord, we are praying and asking that those that don't know you would believe in the one whom you sent, Father. And help us today, as we pray, as you teach us and guide us and lead us, that we would be as those, my Lord, that come to you because we believe in the one whom you've sent. And we continually believe this, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you this morning. Father God, may you lead us and guide us according to your word this morning. Because, Lord, we know it's by your spirit, Lord. And we just thank you this day, Father. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor, Father God. And we rejoice, my God. And, Lord, we pray without season, and we thank you, Lord, in all circumstances, my God. Because as your, will, your word says, that is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So, Father we ask you, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We come in agreement, Lord, which you have already declared to be so, your word, your truth, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, God bless you. We will see you at 1045. Good
0: morning, church. Welcome. We're getting ready to start this morning. Um, I'm gonna open up with the word of God. And it's in John chapter three, verse sixteen. And it says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Father, we just come before you this morning and we give you the praise. We give you the we just wanna honor you, Father God. We thank you, Father Lord, because Father Lord, you first loved us, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, that you loved us so much that you gave us your only Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, Father God. But not only did He die, but He resurrected, and He's seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us day and night. So, Father, we just come, Father God, and we thank you this morning, Father God. We ask that you would just prepare the hearts of your people, Father God. That, Father Lord, that you would move in every area, Father God, beginning with the worship, Father God, and even with your word, Father God, that is brought forth, Father God. We ask, Father God, that in the name of Jesus, Father Lord, we would take it and we would receive it, Father God. And Lord, we just thank you, Father God. We honor you this morning, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Well, I just want to thank God. I thank the Lord for being here today. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I know it was his plan we wake us up this morning. He always has a a plan for us uh, laid out ahead of us. And I'm grateful because uh, things that I have been going through, I've learned something not to give credit to the devil, not to let him think that he has that power to knock us out. Yeah, he can continue to want to wipe us out. But if we keep our eyes on Christ, trust in him, lean on his understanding, knowingly that he is the savior of our lives in this world we cannot go wrong and i thank him and give him honor and praise for that and uh, i just continue to believe that he's gonna do something great in the church but also in his uh leaders and i uh, we stand on that i stand on that because his word is powerful and uh, i just want to thank him for what he's doing in me and uh there's times I get impatient about it because, you know, I want to learn, but it's in his timing. I have to be patient. I have to learn to be more patient and uh, with my wife because sometimes I do get impatient and I- like
3: right, go, 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 go. Yeah, and it's like, Lord, you know,
2: you know what's best, Lord. Teach me, Come on. Come on. teach me to be that husband, that Christ, like Christ loved the church and be obedient and meet her needs that are thinking of mine so you know I'm grateful for that and uh, I just thank God for being here amen, amen.
3: Well, I I um, through all this I have many testimonies but the one that stands out in my heart today is uh, to really thank the Lord and be thankful you know because yeah. I'm not what's going on. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And um, I believe that uh, through all this, um, I was talking with a coworker that, uh, that you know, she had asked me, you know, how, how do you keep that smile, Rachel? How do you, you know, deal with all this? And I, I shared with her, but at, at, at the end, of my story, I told her it's the Lord that's living in me. Because I'm not I'm not really focusing on what's going on. I'm more concerned in how I am representing myself out in the world. Because there's many that are hurt there's many that are confused. There's many that stop coming to church there's many that are even questioning their Christianity, Christianity walk, their walk with the Lord, and um, I believe that the Lord touches me to call these people, or even to to speak to them and encourage them, like yeah. the word says, iron sharpens iron, yeah. Yeah. and we all need encouragement. But when we don't, when we are not fellowshiping like we used to before, the encouragement comes with Him and in his word. And that's what we gotta do as believers. You know, there's a lot of changes, but the Lord never changes. He never changes. And we gotta trust and believe and look in the good, in the positive. And how I do that is um, filling myself with his word, believing it and trusting it, trusting that his promise he, he, God never lost a battle. He never lost a battle. He's undefeated, undisputed. Amen. And he's, he's a champion. He is a champion. So I, I believe this is what's getting me through. I'm not, you know, this has brought change in a lot of people. But my trust is in the Lord, and I thank Him because the strength that He gives me, the compassion and love to encourage other people, even unbelievers. And this is a, this is what we are we we should do as believers, not to just dwell in what's happening. Okay, let's let's make the best. Let's see the positive. Hey, our bills are getting paid. We're getting raises. We get to come out here. We get to see our pastor yeah. preach in person. Amen. Yeah. And a lot of us, um, there's good. I I I believe that there's a lot. I know a lot of good things have happened to me. The Lord has blessed me in a lot of good ways. Amen. Where I'm able to bless other people. So this is where I keep my uh, my uh, my spirit in the word. In my relationship with the Lord, but also to encourage not to lock myself in the house and start thinking this, start thinking that. We were talking earlier about losing sleep at night, you know, but there's a lot going on. But the word, his word brings us comfort and peace. And that's encouragement, Sister Cynthia, listening to you, because I'm going that route, you know. I and and asking for a raise because they're expecting more. And when they expected more in my job, right away my flesh says, well, why should I, and my head, why should I be helping these ladies? They're getting paid the same thing I am, now they want me, and I didn't, you know, that's a change for me because I'm very, I can say things, you know, I like, hey, wait a minute, why are you? But I didn't go that route. I didn't go that route. The Lord is teaching me compassion and love with the ladies I work with and you know what it's working because there was women coming against me because they felt they deserved the position and now they're being team players and I owe that all to the Lord because the Lord keeps telling me love 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 and not only that you know when we're home my honey bunny here our our marriage the Lord is just you know boosting it up amen and that's a blessing because you know women it's important for us to you know that we have that relationship that godly relationship with our husband for me it's important because i know that i'm not just walking alone with god my husband is beside me amen so I just thank the Lord that we're out here today. I thank him for what he's doing in all of our lives and what he continues to do. So stay encouraged. Read your word. Yes. Yes. Read your word. Amen.
1: Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Thank, you guys. thank you so much. Amen. What a blessing, right? They don't got to be six feet apart. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Thank you guys for sharing. Amen. Get this set up over here, guys. Okay. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. He is so good. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that today. And uh, you know what? Our God is faithful through it all. And you know what? Everyone in here has a testimony. And maybe you say, well, I don't have a testimony, but we just know that there's a testimony being worked out in you. Amen? And there's a testimony coming forth. But let me tell you today, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today, and he has saved you and redeemed you then you are a testimony. Your life is a testimony. Amen? So you can give glory to God for that this morning. You can shout for joy this morning because of that. Amen? Glory. Amen. Well, if we could turn our Bibles this morning to Luke chapter 10, verse 25-28. Uh, we will be taking some prayer requests towards the end of service, but today we're going to look at the message, and then from there we will go into our prayer requests. And uh, we also have a couple more songs of worship today. Amen? be closing up with worship as well. So praise God for that. Amen. So Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 28. That's where we're going to be at this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day, Lord God. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor. Thank you, Father God, Lord, for this time of praise and worship. Thank you for the testimonies, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us to be here today, Father God, and Father, here in person and with our brothers and sisters online, Father God, and for those that are hearing maybe the message for the first time or just, Father God, joining us today, we just thank you, Father God, that it's by your Spirit that you draw people, my God. And today we are believing, Father God, that through every service and every word of the Word, your Word is going forth, my God. Every place where your people are gathered, my God, you are drawing, my God, people to you today, Father, that they may come to know you, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you this morning because that is a joy to us, my God, for someone to be able to call on you as their Lord and Savior this day. And we just thank you this morning, Father, and we give you all the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, we're going to read Luke chapter ten, verse twenty-five through twenty-eight. And let me get over there real quick. Luke chapter ten, verse. 20. Okay. And he said to him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. So this will be our main scripture this morning. And the title of today's message is, you remind me of me. You ever said that to anybody? You ever had someone around you say, man, you know what? You remind me of me. And sometimes that's not a need. That's not a good thing. (laughs) Sometimes it is a good thing, and other times it is like, no, that's not good, you know, especially as a child, especially as a grandchild, especially as a friend or a spouse or a neighbor, whatever it may be or whoever it may be. You know, today we can really relate to each other today because, you know, you go into a store, you come to church, you go to work, and one of the one things that we all have in common is we're all wearing masks. And we can look at one another and say, man, you remind me a lot. You remind me of me. Because you're wearing the same mask. We all look a little bit closer. We look a lot more of the same today because of these masks. But how many of us know that there is a place that goes a lot deeper than our outward appearance? There's a place that is much deeper than just how we look. Because you can look at a child and say, oh, wow, your child looks exactly like you. Your kids, they look like you. And you see that outward expression, or you see the parent, you're like, wow, you look like your mom, you look like your dad. And that's probably one of the things that kids hate to hear the most. They tell people, no, no, don't tell them that. <laughs> because that's not something that a young girl or a young boy wants to hear at that time. Maybe later on they can accept it, but at that time they don't want to hear that. And one of the things you never do is you never go tell the daughter, you look a lot like your dad. <laughs> There are just certain things we have to be careful with. But it goes a lot deeper than that, what we're talking about today, of you reminding me of me. Because how many of us know that many times when we say that it has a lot to do with the way we act, or how we talk, our characters, different things that go on within our lives, You know, it's funny, I was talking to my mom yesterday, and I was telling her that we finally got a a bigger TV. And because I know she loves TVs, and I was teasing her because now my TV is bigger than her TV. (laughs) (laughs) And so we were joking, but what I was laughing about is the fact that we buy a bigger TV, but yet I still watch The Twilight Zone on it. I'm not even watching the uh, the, the news. TV series and stuff like that. I'm watching all the old stuff on this new TV that supposedly has all these great graphics. But it's funny because my mom says she does the same thing. She's watching Golden Girls. (laughs) She's watching all these older shows and stuff like that on a newer TV. So therefore, I remind her of her. That's just one little thing you know there's other areas of i know remember my mom growing up she had a was very claustrophobic and even to this day and i remember growing up and even to this day i still have that same thing i get in tight areas i've gotten a lot better but i know where that's coming from so see there could be some good things but there can also be some things that are not so good many that grew up around parents or those that were very stressed all the time or anxious or fearful and what happens is in those decisions and choices and things what happens the kids or the grandkids or those around them start to grow up with those things and you look and you're saying man they remind me so much of me. But see we could choose to allow them to stay in that place or we can choose to recognize that and encourage them not to go down that same road, not to make those same decisions, not to do the same things that me and you did. Because we know that there was consequences. We know that there was things we had to learn. We know that there was just ways that, no, I want you to be better. I want you to grow better. I want more for you. And I'm not saying just because we tell someone don't do this or don't do that because I've done it before, it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll listen to you. Because how many times did you listen when somebody told you that? You could probably count on the number of your hand, on the fingers on your hand, one hand. But it's the simple fact that someone will care enough and recognize your. You're, you're just like me. You remind me of me. Because maybe, just maybe, if someone tells me that, and I've been told that, in some areas I've been, that's a blessing. I'm, I'm flattered. It was a compliment. But in other areas, I'm like, oh, no, that's... That's not a good thing. I don't want to be like that person. And what it did is it waked me up. I'm not saying that I'm any better, but I realized there's an issue in my heart and within my life. And it caused me to recognize that so there can be a change that I realize needs to occur in my heart and in my life. Because many times we don't recognize with those that we hang out with and those that we're associating ourselves or fellowshipping with, we don't recognize that all of a sudden their traits start to rub out on us, and even the bad traits and the influences, and we start to talk and we start to act and we start to think like one another, and they get to a place where you see some faults in them, but they see some faults in you, and they come and tell you, but you remind me of me. You remember that old commercial? The dad walks in and finds a box, and the kid has drugs, and the dad is drilling him, and he's saying, where did you get this? How did you do this, and all of this? And the classic quote is, I learned it by watching you, Okay. And the dad with his curly, jerry curl mustache stands, dumbfounded, like, doesn't know what to say. And many times, we could fall into that same place. But see, I'm not here to talk about how bad that is or how wrong that is or for us to feel like, man, I've influenced some people in some wrong ways. And different. No, this is not to dwell on that. Because thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his love. Thank God for his forgiveness. Thank God that he has washed away your past and my past and can continue to do so today. And he can walk you through those choices and decisions and consequences. And he can restore and he can reconcile and he can heal and he can deliver. Because that is why he died for the sins of the world. He can change those patterns that were in your life and in my life. And maybe I was supposed to be one way. And maybe in some areas I did end up that way. But I didn't end up the whole way like that. Because Christ stepped in and intervened in my life just like he stepped in and intervened in your life. How many of us are grateful to God that he took the time and to step into our lives and to cause a stop and a halt in our life that he interrupted our lives and God in our face and let us know, but I died for your sins and I love you because he showed that love on that cross and he drew us to him and that great love. Are we grateful to God this morning that he did that? Because how many of us know today that's why we're here today? It's because of that great love that he drew us with. We're going to look at this scripture. And this is a lawyer, someone, a scribe that is educated in the Mosaic law. And it says that they would discuss these laws among themselves, over like 600 laws, and they would try to discuss to find out which one was the greatest. In doing this, they bring this to Jesus, and they ask him the the same thing. But the only problem is, I read a footnote on here that I loved. It says, in discussing and trying to figure out what was the greatest things about these laws, They ignored the role of these laws and Israel's role in the world to be a blessing to the world. Because it was in these laws and in these commands that God had given by Israel acknowledging them and by Israel looking to the Lord to live by them that Israel would be a blessing in the world. How many of us know that God saved me and you today to be a blessing in the world today? To be that light in the world today? To be that one that the world can see the love of God through. Because of the love that he has for me and you. Because of the love that we believe today that God has for us. And not only us, but for this world. And he gives them and breaks down these laws and he says, How, does it read, how do you read it? And he says, and he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and your neighbor as yourself does that sound like a bad command does that sound like a bad law when you look at the Ten Commandments do they sound like bad commandments yes it's holy yes it's impossible for us to follow 100 percent but are they bad laws and commands no Because they're holy and they are good. And because of those laws and because they're so holy, it's because of the law that I had to acknowledge and I recognize that we can recognize today that we fall so short and that's why we need a Savior. See, many today look at the Bible and look at the Word of God and they focus on what I can't do. Well, I can't do this. I can't go there. I can't be a part of this. I can't talk to so-and-so. I can't see so-and-so. And we focus on the I can't, instead of focusing on what I can do, what I will do, what I've been called to do, what I've been chosen to do, what I've been saved to do, what I've been empowered to do. Because that's what it's really about. When is the last time we looked at the word of God and said, Thank you, Lord, that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And stop looking at what I can't do. I thank God that, Lord, I no longer want to do it. And even though, Lord, I still have some struggles, and even though there's a work in my life, but I thank you, Lord, that you paid the price, and in you I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves me. And no matter what may come against, but the Lord says and no weapon formed against me shall prosper, but I shall refute every tongue that rises itself against me. Your word says to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. To put on that full armor of God, that breastplate of righteousness in place. That belt of truth buckled around your waist. Those feet shotted with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And to take up your shield of faith which extinguishes all the fiery darts of the enemy. To take up that helmet of salvation. And to take up that sword of the spirit which is the word of God. The word that is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. Even to penetrating, to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. And judging the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. for nothing in all creation is hidden from his sight because his word is alive and his word is powerful and his word is able So whether I see it or not, just like we studied on Wednesday, we see a man, Stephen, bringing forth the word of God, a life transformed, a life saved, a life empowered by God, and would even die in the presence of the Lord. But what does he do? He becomes a reflection of Christ. And just as Christ said, receive my spirit, he says, Lord, receive my spirit. But not only that, he took it a step further when Christ said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do as Stephen was being martyred and killed he says do not hold this sin against them a reflection of the Lord and the transforming work that comes about by the power of the Holy Spirit in every believer Stephen didn't get there overnight and neither will me or you But you keep your faith in the Lord. You keep trusting the Lord. And he will be faithful to bring you through. He will be faithful for his glory to continue to be displayed in your life. But just as we heard earlier in in those testimonies, each one of those testimonies were a choice to believe and to trust God. Are we willing today to continue to believe and to trust God? then let's focus on what I can do and stop focusing what I can't do. And he starts it very simple because how many of us know that it all starts with loving God? Loving God with all of you, with your whole heart, with your whole mind, with all your strength and with your soul. How many of us know that God wants you to love him with your whole self, not just a part of you? How many of you love God this way? Because if we learn to love God. And we choose to grow in that love of God. That is the only way we can get to that next part where he says to love your neighbor as yourself. Because it's in loving my neighbor is how I will learn, only through loving God first, and believing that, Lord, you loved me before I even loved you. But it has to be a choice that we have to be willing to make every day and every moment of our life. Lord, I choose again today to love you with all my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength today. How many of us are in agreement today that we're going to continue to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength today? Then praise God. Because we are also challenged to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Look at verse 29 to 37. He says, But he, the person asking the question, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three men, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. We have three men walking down on the street. Three men that were, two men that were educated in the law were to be examples, were to be those that would show God in their lives, but yet they walk on the other side of the road. But yet you get a Samaritan, one who is mixed, one who is regarded as a dog according to that culture. And he's walking by and he sees this man on the road and it says that he had compassion. And to break down that word is to be moved as to one's bowels, for the bowels were thought to be the seat of love and pity. The Webster's Dictionary defines compassion as sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. So it's not just a compassion to feel bad for someone, but it's a passion to do something about it. To go a step further and to lay down your life and to see someone as significant. To see someone with a worth that others may not see as a worth. Because this Samaritan didn't just only go next to him, but he went a step further and he made sure that he had all that he needed. He showed an example of compassion, of loving one's neighbor. In the love of God. Jesus says it in Matthew chapter 9 verse 36 when he looks upon the people and he sees them as sheep without a shepherd. And it says that he had compassion for them. And he says the laborers are few but the harvest is wide as ready. So pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers out into his fields. To go and to do the same. How many of us know today we are those laborers? We are the ones that are to go into the harvest field of the Lord and to walk and to live in that same compassion of the Lord. But it's the same compassion and the love that God has for us. And in that, it's that love that draws us to Him and causes us to love Him even more. And through that love, as he continues to love us with that patience, with that kindness, with that love that is enduring and faithful and never fails, he teaches me and you how to love one another, how to love our neighbors. Who is my neighbor? Anyone who is around you that is in need. it has to be more than a feeling it has to be a change of heart many today are crying out for change many today are crying out for they want things to change and i'm in agreement with it but the thing is is that change cannot be a human change it's got to be a change that only god can bring about yeah, yeah, yeah. because there's got to be a change of heart Because what good is it if we as a people look upon other people and say, Oh, I feel bad. Oh, that's sad. Oh, and that's it. And it doesn't go any further. What good is it to put up a post but knew nothing about it if your own heart is not willing to change? If you're not willing to look in the mirror and realize I'm just as guilty as anybody else. And you and me becoming that change in this world. You and me allowing the Lord to transform our hearts so we don't continue to follow the same path as everyone else. A heart that loves God so we can love our neighbor as someone who is the same as us, recognizing we are the same. Think about this. If we focus our hearts on God, and we learn to love God and continue to love God, in that love, he will start to remind and show me and you that everyone in this world is in need of a Savior. That me and you are no different than one another. No matter your class, no matter your background, no matter your race, no matter how rich, how poor, no matter where you're from, no matter. No, we are all the same. We are human beings and God died for each and every single one of us. He died for all mankind. He broke down the veil. He became the God not only of the Jewish people, but of all those who believe in him. He is that hope and that change in this world. Because let me tell you something, through this word, it helped me to realize something. Because now when I look at somebody, and because of the love of God, and when I look at you, I see myself. Because I realize just as much as you need God, I need God. And if I need God, I know you need God. And all of a sudden it causes a stir in my heart to want to see a change, to want to pray for you, to want to love you, to want to see God do a work in you, to want to see God heal you and deliver you and help you through no matter the background, no matter the culture, no matter the race, no matter who it is as a human being, because now you remind me of me. You remind me you're in the same place I am. I have hurts, I have doubts. I have shortcomings. I got a background. I got a messed up mind at times. I don't always talk right. I don't always act right. But I thank God that there's a God who loves me. And because I know there's a God that loves me, I know there's a God that loves you. And I know there's a God that loves every person in this world today. Because he loved this world so much that he died for this world. And he says, all that believe, whoever confesses the Lord as their Savior shall be saved. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All who call upon the name of the Lord. Because I'll tell you, when I see somebody that reminds me of me, that's not always a good thing. (laughs) I think I feel more bad for them than anything. because how many of us know we could be messed up at times? Okay, that was just me, praise God, amen. Thank you, Jesus, amen. 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 Many today look at people as significant by their fame, by their power, by their name, by money we all strive for sports players for those in position we look at all these things and the world teaches us today that if you don't arrive to these places then you are insignificant that word insignificant is lack of meaning or import. to be small inside or not even worth considering But how many of us know today that that's not how God sees you or anyone else because he sees us all the same today? You may think that your place in this world is insignificant, but God has something different to say. Because he says, no, I predestined you. I called you. I formed you in your mother's womb. I fearfully and wonderfully made you. I died for you. And I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope in a future. You are not a mistake. God knew you before the foundations of the world. So never think that your place in this world, never think that your place in the body of Christ is insignificant because God doesn't see it that way. You know how I know? Because he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If we were insignificant, then God would have specified for the direct people he died for. But no, he says, whosoever. And how many of us today are whosoever's? I'm in that category today, and I thank the Lord today. It's because of his great love. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 through 4. Because when we start to see people as my neighbor, someone who reminds me of me, I want you to look at each other right now and say, you remind me of me. It don't matter you, male, female, it don't matter what your background, where you're from. You're a human being, you got blood in you, you remind me of me. Because we all have the same need. We could all have the same hope. And we can realize that each one of us is significant in this world. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 through 4, he teaches the disciples something here. He says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I was reading something the other day, and it really touched heart, because if you ever get a bunch of guys together, all we like to do is brag, and everyone is always looking to out-brag the other. It's just something built in us. I'm sorry, <laughs> and even if we got to lie about it a little bit, we repent after Well, these men were no different. These men are thinking and looking, man, Jesus is going to take over. He's going to overthrow Rome, man. Hey, what position do you think I'm going to get? I'm probably going to be like a lieutenant or something, you know, a governor. You know, I'll probably take Pilate's place, you know. And they're probably discussing these things because they're realizing, man, Jesus is going to be the he's going to be top, man. He's going to overthrow all this. And because we know him and because we're following him, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a position, too. We're going to be significant. We're going to be somebodies. But Jesus twisted on them. And he says, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. In that time, a child had no social or legal status. To put a child before them was to show that society this to show someone who the society called as insignificant. What am I gonna do for this child? This child's not gonna get me to the next level. This child's not gonna get me a promotion. This child's not gonna get me the hookup with that girl or that guy. They got no legal status, they got no social status. But see, Jesus doesn't see it that way. Because what man calls great, God sees different. And he chooses the most insignificant person in that time, children. Just know, child of God, rich, cut kids, you guys are significant. You have a say. You have a purpose. You have a voice. And just know who your God is. And just know that God's plans for you are great. And that all things are possible. And never let the circumstance or what you go through or decisions or choices that your parents may make, don't let that ever stop you from doing what God has called and predestined for you to do. Never let that stop you from believing God and knowing that all things are possible for him. But see, it's in that place of looking at those and humbling ourselves as those as we or society may see as insignificant that we realize the significance of them. We realize the significance of each other and we realize that those are the ones that we need to outreach to. Those are the ones that need to know the love of God because we see ourselves in them. But it all starts with loving the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength so we can love our neighbor as ourselves because in them we see ourselves. Let's go to Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14. We've got a couple more scriptures here. He says, he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. He said, two went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Have you ever prayed like that? Lord, I thank you that I'm not like my neighbor over there. I thank you, Lord, I'm not like that couple. I thank you, Lord, I'm not like that brother or sister sitting next to me in the chair right now. No, that's not you. That's not me. But, you know, just examples, guys, examples. Amen. Well, this is what this man is doing. He's thanking God that he is not like the insignificant. He's thanking God, he's not like others. Verse 12 says, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Lord, I want you to be merciful to me, and Lord, I ask you to be merciful to my neighbor. How many times have we prayed this, the same prayer that I'm praying for myself? Lord, I'm praying for my neighbor. I'm praying for the person sitting next to me. I'm praying for my coworker. I'm praying for that person that I just went and paid gas to right now. I'm praying for that person that I don't like and they don't like me, but, Lord, I'm praying for them because they remind me of me, because I'm just as stubborn as they are. And the reason why we're arguing is because we're both right, but even though they're wrong. I can't see your faces because of the mask. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Our job is not to come to the Lord in prayer to exalt ourselves and thank him for how great we are. It's to remind ourselves of how great he is in all that he has done for us. And in that, having that same heart to love our neighbor as ourselves, recognizing that man, that woman is in the same place I am. Lord, help me to be merciful. Because in Galatians 3:28 it says this. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus." And I love how Dr. Tony Evans put it, it's not a sameness, but it's a oneness. It's an agreement focused on the same function to glorify God. Working together to glorify God. How many of us know together that we can, even though we may not all be the same, but we can be one, unity and oneness in Christ all to bring God glory that in your job you could be the one that be that brings those together that are not together instead of following everybody else and talking about that person how about you be the one that doesn't talk about that person how about you pray for that person how about you be the one that is the friend of that person How about you be the one that shows the love of God for them? Even though inside you might agree with them, but humble yourself and see and get to a place to say, you know what, that person reminds me of me. They need the love and mercy of God just as much as I do. And recognizing that God doesn't see us any different. He sees us all as one in him. but he goes a step further in John chapter 13 which we will close up this with this scripture today we've been talking about humanity neighbors people but this is now for the believers and John 13 verse 34 or 35 he says this a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you <laughs> you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How many of us know, and right there, this is that agape love, this is the love of God, that unconditional love. But how many of us know that to love one another right now, it's not our love, but it's the love of God? Let me ask you a question, and all of you online watching today, do you love your brother and sister? You can answer. (laughs) But the word of God says he commands it to love one another, but not just a normal love, a love for myself, but he says even greater, the love that I have for you. Jesus laid down his life for us. He humbled himself as a bondservant and died for our sins and laid down his life for me and you and for this world today. And he commands me and you to do the same for one another. It's a love in our actions to pray and encourage one another, to help one another. As Sister Rachel said, to call one another, how she, how the Lord uses her. Now everyone may have a different way of how God's love is shown through the life, and that is okay. But however the Lord used you and your gifts, remember those gifts are not for me and you, they're for the glory of God, so that others can see his love in you and us. And it's in that love that we have for one another that this world is able to see the love of God and his people and to know to whom we serve and who we belong to. You know that people are to know we're a Christian today not because of the music that we listen to. Oh, come on. It's not because of the T-shirt I'm wearing. It's not because of the cross that I wear. Because I'll tell you, before I was a Christian, I wore a cross. Didn't make me a Christian. No. No. It's the love that we show for one another and have for one another. It's in our actions, and it's the love that we have for people. That love of God because we recognize you remind me of me. And in that, it's realizing the significance of people, realizing that you are significant in this world. Realizing that we have a responsibility to go to those that are insignificant or feel like they're insignificant and to remind them, no, you are significant. Because the word significant means to have meaning, to be of importance, to have a great meaning, and to have a lasting effect. Are we willing to agree with God today that we are significant in this world? That no matter how the world or no matter how our actions or the way, the things that may be in this world define me in you, how many believe that you are significant in Christ today? And how many you believe that there are others today in this world that are significant that need to know they have a meaning. There is a purpose. There is a call. There is a God who loves them. There is a God who will never leave them nor forsake them. There is a God who is patient with them. And there is a God who will always be there for them. And there is a name above all names that if they will just call upon that name, the name of Jesus, they can do, can be saved, healed, delivered, forgiven, and brought into the body of Christ to know that there is a purpose for them and is that they can also be a blessing in this world are we willing today to see our neighbors as we see ourselves today Because if you are, then I'll tell you that our prayers will change. Our actions will change. And when all hope looks like it's gone in this world and we see all the things that are unfolding and going on, that won't be our focus because we'll focus on the Lord. As Brother Robert said, we're not here to give glory to the devil. We're here to give glory to God. And yeah, we know that the devil has power, but that power is not greater than our God, and he is under the authority of our God, our Lord, our Savior. Because the Bible says that in the name of Jesus that even the demons flee at the name of Jesus. So no matter what goes on, never lose heart and never lose focus, that our God is in control. Praise the Lord. Oh, Amen. You remind me of me. And I thank the Lord today that he'll never give up on us and he'll never give up on this world. He'll never give up on those you love and are praying for today. You keep standing and believing. But let me just challenge you today. Always be willing to see yourself and to see your shortcomings. So you can recognize we're all the same. All in need of a savior. Jesus. Amen. I'm going to ask David and Andrea to come on up. We're going to sing two more songs. It's going to be the same songs that we opened up with this morning. Amen. Praise God this morning. Amen. But it's all in the love of God and singing that great love that he has for us this morning. How many of you in love with the Lord this morning? Amen. Aren't you grateful to God for his great love this morning? Amen. We're going to close up in prayer this morning. If you need prayer afterwards, feel free to come on up. I'll be here to pray with you guys. And, uh, you know, let's continue to walk in the love of God. Let's remember this word today that when we see one another, we see our neighbors out here. Let them remind us of ourselves and the need for God in their lives just as much as we need God. Amen. And also let us continue to pray for our country. Let's pray for our nation, our cities, our communities. Let us pray for one another. Let us pray for our job, our coworkers, the schools right now, you know, the what's it called, having to do school online and all these different things that are going on. But we're believing God through it all. He's doing the work. But always let us keep our hearts attentive to the work first that he's doing in us before we can look out. Amen? So I'm just going to ask that if you have a prayer request today, just give it to the Lord as we come in agreement in prayer this morning, you guys online as well, and we're going to close up this morning. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Father God. We just thank you, Lord, for that great love, my God, that you have for your people, that you have for this world, my God. And we are so grateful, my God, that love never fails, my God. It didn't fail because it prevailed on that cross, Lord Jesus. And Lord God, that blood was, Father, powerful enough, Father God, to wash away the sins of all those who choose to believe and put their faith in You, that we may have a relationship with You, Father God. So Father, this day we ask You, Father, to help us daily, Father, nightly, Lord God, to make that decision, my God, to love You with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, and all our strength, my God, and in that, that we would grow, my God, in being able to love our neighbors as ourselves, my God. But Lord, help us to see ourselves in our neighbors father God and father God what would we be asking for what would be we be looking for my God how is it that we would be looking for that love my God to show that love and that love shown to us my God so therefore we can do as unto others my God and father also how to pray for one another my God and to be able to see beyond father God Lord Jesus the obvious things but Lord, my God, as you see the heart, my God. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. And we thank you that in that love, my God, that you help us to grow in that love for one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, to love one another as Christ loved us, my God, to be willing to lay down our lives, to be willing, Father God, to make that sacrifice, Father God, to bring you glory, my God. Because Lord, it's not that we're trying to earn salvation, But it's because we have that salvation in you already, my God. So, Father, today we come with every prayer request. Father, every petition, my God, we thank you, Lord, that you hear these prayers, my God. You know the hearts of your people, my God. And Father, we know that all things are possible for you today. So in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for every prayer that is being lifted up today. We come in faith, my God. We come in believing in the one to whom you've sent, my God. And we come today thanking you for your will, for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, my God. We come in agreement, my God, what has already been declared in heaven, my God, to be declared in agreement here on earth, my God. So, Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord God, and we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. We lift up, Father, our country, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, my God, we are asking, Lord, Father, Lord, for Father, just healing and direction and wisdom and repentance, Lord God, in our government, Lord, in our leaders, my God. Father God, Lord, and our president, my God. We, Father, he needs your help. He needs direction and guidance from you, my God. And Father Lord, and our police officers, my God. Father God, Lord, and all those today, my God, that are in any type of, Father God, place a position my god we ask you in the name of jesus my god lord god that you would lead him and guide him and direct him but my god lord that father you would also be father there my god to heal the hearts to change the hearts my god lord that there would be acknowledgement of the need for you my god in our country lord in our cities in our community my god in our homes and in our lives and in our hearts my god father in the name of jesus lord god Father, for all those today, my God, that are protesting, all those today, my God, that are crying out for change, my God. Father, let that change start with us, my God. Let that change start within the church and the house of God. Let that change start within our hearts as a people, my God. An acknowledgement, Lord God, that, Father, Lord Jesus, change needs to come about from a changed heart. So it's more than just the words that we say, but in the actions and the way that we live as we see ourselves and one another, my God. But know that there is a greater hope, and that hope is in you, Jesus. Oh, we praise you this morning, Lord. Oh, just start to give the Lord praise and glory and honor this morning. You are worthy of all praise and glory and honor, Lord Jesus. Oh, there is life in you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we speak that life in the name of Jesus, oh God, over our families, over our homes, my God, over our jobs, our schools, our communities, my God, our cities, our states, our country, this world today, my God. Oh, for you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings. You are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, Lord God, you are greater. Oh, and we just thank you this morning, Lord God, because that love is more powerful. That love is greater, my God. And we thank you for that great love this morning, my God. And may that love be shown and seen within your people, my God, that others may know your love, my God. Oh, we just praise you this morning, my God. We thank you this morning, oh God. And we come in agreement with your word this morning, Lord. And we just thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. We are dismissed this morning. So if you need prayer, I'll be up here today. God bless you guys. Thank you guys for just continuing to trust the Lord through it all. Amen. Have a blessed day today. And thank you guys all for joining us online today. God bless you guys.